What drives the price is really the monetary factors, the monetary uses of silver. So it's going to uh, exacerbate the moves in gold. Hello, this is Maurice Jackson. Before we present today's interview, I'd like to remind our listening audience that I'm a licensed broker to sell precious metals through Miles Franklin, where we have unlimited options to expand your precious metals portfolio. Stay tuned to the end of our interview for contact details, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Brian London, the president of Jefferson Financial, and he is the host of the world's greatest investment event. I'm speaking of the New Orleans Investment Conference. Mr. London, welcome to the show, sir. Great to be with you as always, Maurice. Delighted to have you on today to discuss the current state of precious metals and some opportunities in the junior mining space. Mr. London, what are your thoughts on the current precious metal prices right now? Well, gold is going through um, somewhat of a correction. I guess it's safe to say it, it should be going lower. Uh, the technicals, uh, the charts, a reverse, or actually a head and shoulders formation is pointing toward the lower 1400s uh, in terms of price, the fundamentals. Uh, have moved from the, the investors being focused on the big monetary issues to them being focused on the daily parade of headlines. So we haven't really had those drivers that we had earlier in the summer, and uh, and the price should be going lower, but it isn't. Uh, you know, we're going sideways basically now. We've had the the price or gold get hit by a number of headlines that should be bearish. We had a Brexit, Brexit deal announced last week. We had a ceasefire in, in Syria announced. We had uh, the makings of at least a phase one trade deal of China. We had some thoughts at least, although the numbers didn't bear it out, that that perhaps the, with all of these this good news erupting, that the Fed may be less willing to uh, to cut rates at its meeting at the end of the month. So all of these things came up, uh, really one after another, virtually at the same time, and the gold price barely budged. In fact, it had a couple of days last week where it actually advanced nicely. So it's interesting to me. Um, what we're get, seeing right now is that instead of a decline or a real full-blown correction, what we're seeing is more of a sideways uh, consolidation action. Uh, volatility is dropping, so we're trading in kind of a flag or pennant formation that would imply a breakout one way or the other upcoming. Uh, so I guess that argues, um, if you're an investor and you're wondering where gold is going to go, you would look at the, the headlines and say, where, where is the surprise likely to come? Are, are we going to have a big positive surprise or are we going to have somewhat of a negative surprise? down the road uh, and I think you should invest accordingly. I, I think the good news or potential good news has already been somewhat baked into the cake for gold and yet it hasn't budged. So I'm very encouraged by this. I was looking forward to trade down into the end of the year but literally over the last day or so and looking at its trading pattern I've become much more positive and could see 
uh, another upside breakout in the, in the coming weeks. Now, how do the aforementioned uh, topics affect the price of silver? The same way. Uh, basically, in, um, in any kind of a longer-term trend, established trend for gold, <clears throat> silver is going to follow gold, and it's going to move more uh, in that direction. It's like an unexpiring option on gold. It's much more volatile than gold, but it moves for the same reasons. I have always said that investors should completely ignore the supposed industrial usages for silver. So if something's driving gold, or like I like to put it, if you like gold, you have to love silver. It's going to move in the same direction for the same reasons, but uh, more extremely in that direction. Let's address some catalysts that have your attention at the moment domestically that could have an effect on the precious metal prices. What has your attention and why? Well, I think the longer term factor is uh, the debt and all the issues that arise from that. Not just the U.S., but every, every major developed economy has amassed debts that are too great to be managed by either tax cuts uh, economic growth or, uh, I mean, tax rises, uh, tax hikes, uh, spending cuts, or economic growth. So the only uh, solution left is the same one that's been used throughout history, and that's depreciation of the currency. So what we've seen are a number of cycles over the past, really, uh, 50 years, um, literally as long as Gold Newsletter has been around. Uh, we've seen central bankers, once they've become uh, untethered to the gold price, have been able to spend without uh, any near-term repercussions. And what they've done is exactly that. Whenever there's been any kind of an economic downturn, they've lowered interest rates uh, and they've provided liquidity to the markets. But with each successive cycle, each successive downturn, they've needed to apply greater and greater doses of this of this medicine um, to the point now where interest rates are or we would have said zero bound but we know they're not zero bound they're actually in the negative zone now and now they're coming out with papers uh, from the Federal Reserve staff and economists showing how negative rates could actually be used in the US and be beneficial so it seems to me a matter of time before we have negative rates even in the US and in hearkening back or speaking back to that debt issue the problem with that is that the debt is so large now that anything we, we can never have normal interest rates again because we couldn't afford to service those debts. So rates have to be not only low, they have to be historically low and lower than the rate of inflation. In other, in other words, you have to depreciate the currency at a faster rate than you have to pay off the debt. So the interest rates, the nominal rates, have to be lower than the price of inflation. In other words, we have to have negative real rates going forward. And that's tremendously bullish for gold and, of course, silver as well. You know, sticking domestically here regarding President Trump and impeachment, should we factor that into the gold price in any type of consideration? Um, I think I'm not a big believer in geopolitical factors driving gold. Um, I don't think as an investor you can bet on that because these things erupt and then they go away and, and, uh, and you'll never be able to actually play them. Only the, the, the most nimble traders will ever be able to play them to, to any good effect. Um, 
and they don't drive the metals over the long term. The, the, the thing that draw, that creates a, a secular bull market in the metals and the associated equities is a long-term uh, period of monetary debasement or worries over monetary debasement. And, and so it's monetary factors that drive the, the longer-term bull markets. With all that said, however, President Trump creates a kind of background level of nervousness around the world that I do think has led to uh, uh, some degree of allocation toward the metals from large portfolios around the world. And I think that's created a background and undercurrent of buying. Uh, So all of these little issues kind of amount to a a background or create that background noise of, of concern and worry and and uh, geopolitical nervousness in the world that tends to foster greater gold buying, whether it's logical or not. Uh, but again, I do think the, the fundamental issues of monetary issues are the things that really virtually guarantee much higher gold prices down the road and virtually guarantee a new multi-year bull market in gold. Now, germane to precious metal prices, how do you see the dollar responding? Well, these geopolitical issues, interestingly, uh, tend to support the dollar, and uh, and they tend to support gold as well. So, most uh, you know, you, you think of gold and and the dollar as being contracyclical because gold is priced in dollars. So, when the do- when the dollar rises, gold naturally falls, uh, and vice versa. Uh, but there are there have been there can be occasions when they are positively correlated when they move in the same direction. And usually that's created by some type of a geopolitical crisis or or a very large, a very worrisome uh, monetary or financial crisis. In other words, some, the, the dollar can act as a safe haven, and of course gold does as well. So when there is when there are factors or situations that create safe haven or investors look for safe havens, they can go into both. And I think that's what's happening right now. We're having a, a period of uh, where the dollar and gold are positively correlated, where we have some dollar strength and some strength in gold, at least on a session-by-session basis. Now, that said, over the last month or so, the the dollar has been trending lower, uh, and, uh, and it seems to have leveled out a bit. But that great strength we saw about four or five weeks ago has abated a bit. Now, before we leave the precious metals, uh, I'd like to just ask you, in regards to the platinum group metals, do you see those uh, prices responding the same as gold and silver? Uh, yeah, I I do. I think they're, the trend is upward for the PGMs, but not for the same reasons. I don't think the monetary uses of those metals. Those metals really are more industrial than they are monetary, despite their, their long history of being regarded as having some uh, monetary application. So I, I think the real issue for for them are is fundamental industrial usages. And there was a situation, particularly in palladium, where investors tended to, to look at the electric vehicle uh, market and the growth of that sector and disregard uh, the PGMs, which are used in catalytic converters for internal combustion engines. And they kind of forgot that that. In internal combustion engines are going to be around for decades longer and significantly, and that's actually a growing 
segment with China's growth and in other developing nations. So they they disregarded that that uh, demand uh, situation and uh, they overlooked the fact that there were some fundamental supply issues as well. So no one that I've been able to look at or find has was able to, to predict that tremendous run in palladium. Um, but since it's happened, I've looked at that market a bit and uh, and gotten some feedback from the big palladium miners out there and uh, and PGM miners out there. And they're very bullish on, on the metals and they're being very aggressive on looking for new deposits and companies that are exploiting new deposits. So that's an exciting area. I think in the junior mining space, there aren't that many companies in the area. Uh, we've recommended a couple of them in Gold Newsletter, and um, and I think they're 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 great options right now. You know, speaking of the junior mining space as a whole, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it, it hasn't. It was barely getting started as far as responding to the rally in the metals, and then it, it kind of faded back. It, the only things moving in that sector right now, and even nothing's really moving over the last few weeks, but the discovery stories and the, the only stories in that sector for the past four or five months, um, I do think we need a sustained move in the underlying metals to re-energize that sector. I think there are going to be some big bargains in, uh, in December, uh, you know, as we, as we get to the, the height or the end of the tax selling season. Um, and the thin holiday markets. I think there are going to be some real bargains there that investors should uh, should start raising cash for right now to take advantage of because the the early year, uh, the January February time frame is typically very good for the metals and the miners and uh, and it, the opportunity to to pick up some of these juniors at, at bargain levels is about to face us right now. Are there any companies that uh, you can share with us that present a unique value proposition to the market? Well, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you mentioned the PGMs, and um, I just uh, recently recommended in Golden Newsletter, Val or uh, Metals and uh, Generation Mining is two PGM plays. I like both of those. Um, I, I do like silver plays. I like Aftermath Silver. Uh, that has a uh, it's come a long way. It's about doubled or tripled in price since we recommended it in Gold Newsletter a few months ago. But I, it's the market cap is I believe only around six or seven million right now, and I think it has a long way to go as they develop the two deposits they've uh, they've acquired. Um, I just added Precipitate Gold back to our recommended list. It's uh, a long-standing recommended recommendation in Gold Newsletter that we let go. Uh, a year or so ago, but it's got a new project in the Dominican Republic that it's actually going to drill very soon with some very exciting targets. So I like that one. Uh, Great Bear has been a big story for us. It rose. We were one of the first company uh, newsletters to recommend that company about a year and a half ago, actually about two years ago now. Uh, and it rose to a high of about 28 times our recommended level. Uh, of course, we recommended that investors take profits along the way, and we had it as it's a hold at its peak levels, but it's come back a little bit. The story has transitioned from one of a high-grade, uh, uh, very high-grade deep-seated Red Lake play to one where you have large-scale bulk tonnage added on to that play. And uh, the market really has not 
uh, weathered that transition well and uh, is still looking for those boomer high-grade uh, intersections from Great Bear. And I think they're going to get that from the new area play, the, the LP fault. And uh, But I do think the bigger play, the bulk tonnage play, will really surprise people when the resource estimates finally come out. So I've, I've actually moved that Great Bear back to a buy after its recent price decline. Um, I like a couple of exploration slash development plays. Gold Play uh, is a company I like a lot. Um, I do not own it. Uh, and, and I do own Aftermath Silver Precipitate and Great Bear. I like Gold Play, but do not own it yet. And I also like Revival Gold. It's, uh, it's a wonderful uh, exploration and uh, development as they build large-scale resources at their project in Idaho. And I do not own Revival yet. And, and, you know, a lot of people look at the prospect generators. One of our longstanding favorites in that sector has been Millrock Resources. I really like that play now. They have a, uh, a tremendous joint venture deal that they signed with the uh, Good Paster District in Alaska uh, surrounding the Pogo mine. And, uh, and what's interesting about that is that uh, Millrock and its CEO, Greg Beecher, or are about as religious about the joint venture model as anyone can be, but liked this project so much they were prepared to drill it themselves. Uh, if you know the company as well as I do and for as long as I have, that says an awful lot about what they think about this project. But they signed a tremendous joint venture deal with an Australian company and will uh, get, a, I think, $5 million of exploration right off the bat done on this project. So it's, it's a tremendous deal that they signed, and it's, that's a very exciting uh, company and, a, and I think our top pick among the prospect generators. Yeah, that joint venture is Northern Cobalt out of Australia, and it's going to be worth about $20 million in capital for uh, exploration. So uh, kudos to uh, Mr. Beicher and the Millrock team there. Switching gears, the New Orleans Investment Conference will be conducted November 1st through the 4th in beautiful downtown New Orleans. Mr. London, tell us about the world's greatest investment event. Who are some of the featured speakers and the discussion topics? Well, we're uh, focusing. You know, the thing about the New Orleans Conference, it was the first investment event, retail investment event in the world, really. started in 1974 by Jim Blanchard, and we've been carrying the torch on it for uh, many years now. And this is our 45th anniversary. And, you know, some of the giants of, of modern history uh, modern world history of Star stage from uh, Lady Margaret Thatcher, Ayn Rand, uh, Milton Friedman, uh, Alan Greenspan. You know, the list just goes on and on and on. And so we've always focused a good bit on the geopolitical issues and the big economic issues and then kind of drilled down to the various sectors and always with, with somewhat of a focus on the metals and the mining sector as well. Well, this year we are still uh, presenting some some great views on geopolitics and economics, but I wanted to have an even greater focus on some specific areas, particularly metals and mining, that I thought were really outstanding speculative opportunities and areas that our investors are, are really interested in. So from the geopolitical and economic ends, we have uh, uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth speaking, Dennis Gartman uh, Doug Casey, who really is great on everything. Um, Kevin D. Williamson, a very controversial commentator and writer for National Review. Um, uh, Peter Schiff on uh, the economic end. Peter Bookvar. Uh, 
Stephen Moore of the Heritage Foundation, who was just put up for the Federal Reserve Board or was earlier this year put up for the Federal Reserve Board by Trump and had to uh, withdraw his name because he was probably way too free market for the uh, the rest of the uh, the world. Um, and so that's, you know, on the economic end, we also have many, if not, well, m- definitely most of the top uh, experts in metals and mining out there. Um, and, you know, that includes, of course, Doug Casey. We have David Mar- Morgan. We have uh, Mickey Falp, uh, Marianne and Pamela Aiden, Nick Hodge, uh, Mike Larson, Peter Schiff again, Rick Rule, Sean Broderick, uh, myself. Uh, Tom Calandra, um, list goes on and on. Gwen Preston, uh, Lobo Tigre, aka Louis James, Grant Williams is a great addition to our to our roster, and we're also focusing on other areas like artificial intelligence, cannabis, uh, crypto. You know, some of the the exciting, uh, trendy, new speculative markets that are developing. We have an array of top experts in those areas as well. Now, for someone new to the conference, what can you tell us about the attendees? Well, they're smart people. Um, you know, they, they are, and they, by definition almost, they self-identify as being very smart, very successful investors because they're paying money to travel to New Orleans for four or five days to listen to top experts uh, from our stage and not sales pitches. We do have a great exhibit hall. We have great breakout sessions where where investors and attendees can can visit with companies and hear their presentations but every word from uh, every presentation from our main stage is objective independent from top experts that we pay to come in so this is the kind of advice you really don't find at other uh, investment events and and i think when people come to our event, they realize how special and unique it is. They, they get a feeling for that intellectual energy, uh, the, the kind of ambiance that we have, where you ha- you're surrounded by a lot of very smart people who are willing, frankly, to share their ideas uh, and their strategies and their successes and, and the things they're hearing and the investments they like. So that is one of, if not the top benefit of our event. I mean, our, our speakers are world renowned. The, the tops of any investment event out there. But you get, I think, as much, if not more, information and, uh, and camaraderie and, and really fun talking to our fellow attendees in, in this uh, atmosphere that we create, which is kind of bringing the best of New Orleans into the conference. So we have great uh, food and drink. We have great entertainment. We have great speakers. And our attendees, because they've they've come from all over the world to be at this event, uh, you know that they're smart, uh, you know that they're successful, uh, and that they're information hungry. And we we provide lots of information, lots of intelligence, lots of actionable intelligence that, uh, frankly, has created more money uh, for more people than any other event in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the intellectual capital and networking opportunities at the New Orleans Investment Conference are simply remarkable. I'm still corresponding and benefiting from relationships I established from my first year in attendance, and I'm proud to say that this is my fourth year in a row for attendance. Uh, If you do not have your tickets, here's what I need you to do. Visit our website, provenimprobable.com, and halfway down the homepage on the right-hand column, you will see an image for the New Orleans Investment Conference. 
Simply click on the image and you will be taken directly to the registration page. Before we close, Mr. London, please introduce us to Jefferson Financial. Well, Jefferson Financial is basically the, the company that uh, owns and publishes Gold Newsletter, which is also the world's oldest precious metals advisory, also started by Jim Blanchard back in 1971. Uh, literally on the day that Nixon closed the gold window, uh, Jim started Gold Newsletter to advocate for the return of, of private gold ownership to American citizens. And he was successful in that, and that's uh, why he had hit the first uh, New Orleans investment conference in 1974 to teach investors, U.S. investors, how to buy gold. And, uh, and both have been going great guns ever since. They're, they're the oldest and most respective entities of their type in, uh, in the market. And, uh, and our, our, our raison d'etre is to serve our, our subscribers and investors and attendees. And that's what we work, work hard to do every day of the year. Now, you publish the Gold Newsletter. How can someone receive updates on a regular basis? Very easily, goldnewsletter.com. Uh, you can get a free sample issue. Uh, you can buy a single issue. You can uh, subscribe for a year to the basic uh, Gold Newsletter. We also have an alert service that's a higher dollar value. We also have a free report on the website, The Investor's Guide to Gold and Silver. It's a uh, objective report that I wrote to teach investors how every aspect of the sector, every way to invest in precious metals, from physical to options to uh, the equities. Uh, it also describes how to analyze a junior mining stock. It also lists the best newsletter writers out there, the people I know that are independent, objective, and successful. And, uh, and it also has all of the investment events out there, including the New Orleans Conference, but also the other events kind of on the circuit that, that can provide good information for people exploring the sector. Mr. London, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Jefferson Financial, please share the contact details. Goldnewsletter.com, very simply, goldnewsletter.com and neworleansconference.com. But of course, that link on your website uh, we'll bring them directly to the New Orleans Conference web uh, page and with special discounted offers and other benefits. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855 505 1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to provenandprobable.com, where we provide mining insights and bullion sales. You can't beat the price. Subscription is free. Brian London of Jefferson Financial, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.